holodecks don't exist, I'd be dead. Holodecks would be amazing. I make it. Hol- Why? I wouldn't have any semen, and semen is like. <laughs> he said I would run out of semen. Oh my goodness! I'm adjusting my volume because I'm coming in a little hot. That didn't sound right. Sorry, <laughs> that, that was not intended some good, to be what you thought it was. Okay, good, good banter. This is D. <laughs> I'm actually not even gonna start off like that because I'm gonna need to. I'm gonna need to reel it in a little bit. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yes, you're ready. Absolutely. Let's do this. Hello, hello, everybody. This is D from Project Airwaves coming at you again today with another session because I'm overthinking and my head is in the clouds and my feet just can't seem to touch the ground. But today I have with me a guest, my boy Jay. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Jay. Say hi. Hello. This is Jay. He's one of my closest friends outside of Lynn. I've known him for almost the same amount of time. Uh, Jay is my spiritual brother from the same God, just a different mother. We've gone through some tough times. We've gone through some dark, tough times in a good way, uh, just because our lives uh, were kind of in sync for a time where, you know, he was going through some of the similar stuff I was going through. He would come up. I would come up a little bit. But then it felt like we were just kind of getting shot down left and right, uh, constantly having the rug pulled out from under our feet uh, and, and until we realized that it's not about brute forcing your way through life. It's not about chasing the money or having the money chase you. It's about having a strong spiritual connection for us. We are of the Christian faith, so we strongly believe in God and, of course, in Satan, heaven, hell, all of that stuff. So this is going to be one of those sessions where. If religion is trigger for you, if it makes you uncomfortable, you know, if you're just not a follower of the faith, you know, I I would love for you to listen just so you can get a a perspective from the other side. But if this is not for you, then please, by all means, check out one of my other sessions or one of our other podcasts. For those of you who do, uh, you know, believe in God and are of the faith or just have an open mind to where you're willing to listen to somebody from, you know, the other side of the fence, I guess I should say. Uh, you know, I appreciate it. You guys are gonna have a great time, and you know, let's just let's let's go ahead and let's, let's kick this off. Let's just go ahead and jump into it. So we're gonna start this off, Jay. I want people to understand where you came from as far as your spiritual journey, how you kind of how you met God. You know what I mean? Where 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 was your starting point? Well, yeah, uh, it started. I would say from like the age of maybe three or four years old. I grew up in a Christian house. Um, we weren't big on going to church, but we were really big on just having it in the house, a lot of TV and a lot of Christian TV and stuff like that. And I wouldn't honestly say I was saved until about maybe three years ago. I'm 33. So I've barely been saved for about three honest years. And that's because growing up, like I've always known about Jesus. I've always known some biblical things. But for me, it was just, you know, in the background, really. But I never rejected it. So when I finally came to the faith, it was easy for me to be saved finally after all these years. It was kind of like I come from a sales background and it was kind of like I was being warmed up to it. And the easiest person to sell to is a warm lead versus a cold lead. It's terrible to like do cold calling and stuff like that. It's far easier to sell somebody on on something that they know about, Mm -hmm. that they've been you know advertised to. And so when I finally came to the realization of who Jesus was and everything heaven hell god the devil all of this this world and everything it was a lot it was it was a smooth transition for me i would say so i've been i've been with jesus my whole life i guess in the head Mm -hmm. but i would say it's been about three years since he's been in my heart 
Right. So. And and for a lot of us, you know, believing it it has kind of a, a different meaning than it used to. Because, you know, when you read the Bible and you maybe even talk to people who are older than you from past generations, when they talk about they believe, it's almost like they have this conviction in their voice. Uh, when they say they believe, it covers they believe like they are. They're locked in. They're, they're not going nowhere. Yep. <laughs> uh, God is God, and there's no one that's going to take his place. But now when we talk to people or when we have our interactions with people and they say, oh, I'm a believer, you have to kind of ask them. You know, you have to, like, yeah. play 20 questions like, oh, well, what do you believe in? And, exactly. You know, do you believe in God? And if you believe in God, do you believe in Jesus Christ? And if you believe in Jesus Christ, you believe he died for our sins. You know, he was uh, crucified on the cross. He, you know, uh, died, rose again three days later, ascended to heaven, things mm -hmm. like that, died for our sins. Because you have so many similar religion, similar beliefs that kind of sprinkle on. Some of them, okay, well, we believe in Jesus, but we thought he was just a regular guy. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, we, there is no Jesus. There's just a God. And then there's all these saints. Or there's people you have to deify and worship. And you have candles of your, you know, your <laughs> saints and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's crazy because with Christianity... I came to the realization that I don't have to constantly rep God all the time as far as like what I wear or what I drive. I don't need to have a, a, a crucifix hanging in my rearview mirror for people to know I believe in God, right. you know, and it was just crazy because that's what you think, you know, looking at the faith, you know, you you. And I don't want to use this term too loosely, but you think it's a bunch of Bible thumpers. Exactly. You know, you think it's a bunch of holier than thou. Yep. You're going straight to hell. <laughs> You know, you dress this way, you look this way, you said something, you cursed, you did this, you're going straight to hell. Man. And, and those people kind of will put you off to the faith because it's almost like you feel like you're being uh, restricted from living your life. Exactly. So what I, I like to tell people, especially when they ask me about Christianity and, oh, why does God let people do bad things and why doesn't he punish? I said, you know, one of the most important parts of the Bible that I think a lot of people miss or miss is God gave us free will. Mm -hmm. There was no, you have to live this way or else you're going to die. God gave us free will to choose whether we want to follow him or not. Now, if you choose to follow him, there's a such thing as a heaven and a hell. There is everlasting life or everlasting suffering. You know, there's a second earth. There's a rapture. There's all this fun stuff to look forward to. Yeah. However, you know, it's just been, I feel like religion and even salvation to an extent has been lost because we're afraid now we're afraid to stand up for god we're afraid to speak out you know we have we go to we go to work and they're like nope you can't read the bible you can't pray we hear it in school with the kids we see it uh you know with uh sports and everything you know it's like they're slowly little by little trying to remove god and jesus from the equation we used to have uh music where people would like dmx rest in peace uh, DMX would pray, you know, on his albums, at his concerts, even Eminem still, you know, if you believe in God, nod your head in agreement type stuff, you know, even in his original, you know, art, or I'm sorry, even his original, um, the beginning, I should say of his, his music journey. And, you know, you used to hear it through country music and stuff like that. But nowadays, the only time you hear God or hear about Jesus is when you're listening to like a Christian channel or maybe country music or something. You don't often see it on TV anymore. If you do, it's it's not has nothing to do with God and Jesus. It's hail Satan. You know, it's oh, oh you know, we we believe in a, a universal power that just exists out there. 
and, and you know, it's just going to do nice things. So if you do good things, you'll, you'll be a good person. When you die, good things will happen, <laughs> you know? So like, I, I guess where I want to pick your brain is, you know, me and I talked a lot. And <laughs> like I told him, one of the biggest reasons I wanted to interview him was because he goes so hard for God, but it's usually when he's triggered. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and, and that's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, w sometimes when it comes to working for God, you got to be, you got to be ready for battle. You know, you got to gear up, gird your loins and be ready for war. And then there are other times where it's, you know, time to sit down and talk. So I wanted to give, you know, Jay a voice to where he could talk. Like I, like I told him, I wanted him to speak his truth and, and elaborate on his faith. So, you know, he could put his word out there without necessarily feeling like he's being triggered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like uh, how you said that. <laughs> so, I mean, for you, bro, what was your what was your turning point where you felt like maybe your faith was being questioned, or where maybe you might have lost the the path? I think it's when I started realizing how many other religions were out there. And preface before I even get into this, I want to let you know that like I'm not religious; I'm saved. Amen. And there's a huge difference than that. Um, I tell people all the time, many people who go to church are more than likely going to end up in hell because a lot of people who go to church think that, you know, by doing that, they're checking it off of their list for the week and they're doing the good deed and God is impressed. And it's like, that's one of the furthest things from the truth. The truth is, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, then you're not going to make it. So again, I'm not religious whatsoever. You'll never see a cross hanging from my neck. I mm -hmm. won't have Jesus or Bible verses tattooed on my chest or anything <laughs> like that. He's he's in my heart and I walk with him every single day. Amen. But when it comes to, uh, I would say in my teens, when I was thinking about religion and everything, I'm like, well, how could Christianity be the only way? I hate mm -hmm. saying Christianity, but I got to say that to let you know where I'm coming from. Right. But how could like Christ be the only way when there's Catholicism and when there's Mormonism and Jehovah's Witness and New Age and mm -hmm. Buddhism and all these different religions? Mm -hmm. And so that really rattled me for a long time. And I walked away from the faith. I never fully rejected Jesus. I always had him on reserve in my like somewhere in the back of my in mind. Back, like, you right. know, but kind of like how people think like, well, one day I'll take it seriously when I get older. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's how it was for me. I would say like I would say in my teens, I really was becoming rattled and kind of disenfranchised mm -hmm. about the whole just everything, the right. afterlife and all that type of stuff. When did you begin the, the journey to reconstitute, you know, your your connection? Man, okay, so this is crazy. It happened maybe three or four years ago. Time is a little weird for me. Right. Uh, for everyone now, especially COVID. in these days. COVID. It's like, what the heck is a day? You know? like, what is a day, time? A day's a year these days. But like, <clears throat> it happened at uh, my job. One day, um, this, this girl from uh, France came, and I was walking to my car after work, and uh, she was like, so do you believe in God? And I was like, yeah. And then she started asking me questions. Well, do you believe in Jesus? Do you love Jesus? And I'm like, I don't love him. I believe in him, but I don't really love him. And like, honestly, from that point, things started to change. Like just by her having the courage to kind of draw me in. Because again, I was dis disenfranchised. I was mm -hmm. falling for all kinds of stuff, new age religions. And right. I was looking to open up my third eye. And right. We were I, meditating I was for a while. Meditating. I was going down the path. I yeah. was going down the way to destruction. Mm -hmm. And so, but really, I it's hard to say it brought me back because I never was on the right path. But what really put me on the right path 
was a few years ago meeting that girl from France and just spending time with her and she would just sit down with me and read scriptures and and break stuff down for me wow. and and at that point that's when things like radically transformed for me it's funny because um in my early 20s I got baptized I went to a church and wow. and, and got dunked and I got the certificate and all that for it but like <laughs> A but, certificate you know. <laughs> to establish your faith, folks. <laughs> like, what the you heck? got a certificate. <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't doing that. Congratulations, you're saved. You're going to heaven. Go Look, God, I got a certificate. You know, <laughs> and it did. And, and it's weird because I've heard stories of people being baptized and then at that point receiving the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues and stuff like that. Now, I that didn't happen to me. But a weird, cool thing that did happen was I would say. A few days after I got baptized, mm-hmm. I went home and I was just kicking back in my room and I laid down in my bed and I felt the presence of God. I felt this overwhelming, euphoric sense of peace and joy like mm-hmm. I've never felt. It came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and it, it felt like God was just hugging me and, and just giving me crazy amounts of love and kindness. And I've never felt that since. Now, now I want to I want to say that like. Every, too many people are looking for experiences. Yes. Too many people are looking for proof Special that God effects. exists. Now, mm-hmm. here's the thing. There's this thing um, uh, in the Bible. It, it, this, when you study the Bible, I think it's called uh, dis, mm, uh, dissentations. I have to. I'm pretty uh, sorry, guys. But basically, it's it, it, it's this. God deals with each each individual differently. Mm-hmm. He deals with he deals with us differently. So, yes. like, if you're looking for God and you're you're waiting for Him to show up and talk to you and say, "Hey, I'm real." worship me that, right that's not, not gonna that, that's not gonna happen unless he wants it to happen like moses only saw the bush burning once right the sea was parted for him uh the children of israel were led in the desert by a pillar of cloud in the daytime and by a pillar of uh, fire. fire at mm-hmm. night that's how god dealt with them right he dealt with abraham differently right he dealt with uh paul differently he mm-hmm. deals with us in in different scenarios so just because i had this special experience and you may not have it it doesn't disqualify any of you from salvation but right. that that's how it happened so I, i'm gonna get back to what i'm talking about i think he calls that a squirrel, squirrel oh i like that that's dope <laughs> <laughs> but so that was in my early 20s i was re- i received I, I i received some type of crazy amazing spiritual experience mm-hmm. but that didn't do nothing for me because i was basically kind of typical i went to church and i thought that was okay but i never studied my bible so i really didn't know who god was right and so i began to backslide I began to go deep into this world and live for myself and to just practice sin mm-hmm. in many different ways. Um, but then, yeah, fast forwarding to a few years ago, I was finally put on the right path. I finally repented and and really understood why I needed salvation, why somebody needed to die for me. Right. I read One year I read the Bible from cover to cover. And if you're a Christian and you haven't done that, I aggressively Back. recommend you do that. Back. you're you're not going to be established if you don't. And it's important to be established because when you read the Bible, I'm talking about from Genesis to Revelation, you will have a proper understanding of who God is, of how he deals with us. And you'll have a more, just more thankfulness for Jesus. Because I remember reading the old testaments for the first time and really coming to that reality. Like, wow, I don't have to, kill an animal to be forgiven right that's huge mm-hmm. i can thank jesus for dying for me just for that he shed his blood i don't have to shed blood of an animal anymore to receive forgiveness that's right. awesome and then you start to realize that god deals with us in blood mm-hmm. he always has 
And I think a lot of people reject the Bible or they reject God because it's not the the book that most of these cookie cutter yes. gummy bear churches preach. Yes. See, they, they preach a, a gospel that that's not true. They make God look like a genie in a bottle. Yes. Like he's some you could just summon him. like like you get saved and then your life just becomes rosy and peachy. And that's yeah. that's just not the truth. Mm-hmm. A, a true life of salvation means you will be rejected. Yes. People have walked away from me and become angry with me. Yes. Family members have called me crazy for the way I believe and things like that. That's the real life of a Christian. Jesus said that if you love your mother or father more than me, you are not worthy of me. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. You can look that up. That's that's not the fluffy gummy bear Jesus that the, the, <laughs> the world um, portrays him to be, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you start to realize, when I started to realize that, okay, God deals with us in blood, he says that without the shedding of uh, blood, there can be no remission of sin. Amen. It all started to come together for me. And I'm like, okay, this is why I needed to die. I'm, I mean, sorry, this is why I needed someone to die for me. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, things are just different now. I have a better understanding of who God is. Some days when my back hurts and I pray to God to help me with it. And, you know, sometimes he does answer, but when he doesn't answer, I'm not mad at him because right. he's not a genie in a bottle. He's not going to be like, okay, uh, you, rubbed, you rubbed me. Now you get what you wish for. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's his will. And I think I'm rambling now. But one, another thing is when, um, when my boy was talking about how these days people have kind of shipped just they're, they're fading away from the faith. The Bible talks about apostasy in the last days. And what that is, is people walking away from their religious backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, in in this day and age, being a Christian is becoming a very weird and shameful thing because, I mean, but that just gives me so much joy because it it just makes the Bible even more true. It says in the last days, many people will walk away from the faith. They will not want to, they can't, they won't be able to stand the truth. Right. And so... I don't know. Um, when I see people worshiping the devil on TV, like Lil Nas X uh, mm-hmm. with his Nike shoe and the 666 and the human blood and the air bubble or whatever, I just praise God. Yeah. And I just look up in the sky because my salvation draweth near. It's just when, I, when, when the world is going bad, that's when things are going good. When things are looking bad mm-hmm. for a Christian, a true child of God, things are looking good. Right. The time is coming to an end, and it's it's super exciting if you're saved. But and it's only a matter of time because I mean, if if you guys pay attention to the news, you know the the stuff they're dealing with in China. Yeah, you know they these guys are being literally killed for believing in Christ. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and it, it's happening all over the world. It's just here in the states where we've been blessed and fortunate enough to not have to deal with that type of persecution yet yet but you can you can you can bet it's going to come down the road because i've just been noticing you know i think it's funny like you see on tv and the radio and everything here i don't believe in god i don't believe in heaven and hell you know i'm not i'm not with that blah 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 but yet then they'll be the first ones to okay um what was it uh, match.com when lucifer was dating 2020 <laughs> like what it's like what you, <laughs> what, you have what? people on youtube you know marketing and selling hell satan unicorn shirts <laughs> like, stuff <what>? like <laughs> that like it's crazy how you have the luciferian church uh who who's being listened to broadcasts to the masses as though they are the new christianity and it's just it's been blowing my mind because i'm like we were never this on fire when god was you know when he was the playboy you know when he was the new thing around here. God wasn't, he wasn't put on these pedestals like he should have been, but yet now we have Satan and everyone's just like, oh, he's, oh, okay, I'm all, I'm all right with him. Right. They're like, oh, well, we're Satanists. That doesn't mean we we kill babies and, you know, <laughs> we do this and that. We just believe that 
you're your own god and you're your own this and that and, you know so then why did you name your religion after the after the antagonist of the bible which is satan right what luciferianism that just because you're using his angelic name doesn't make it less demonic in nature. And what I think is funny is, or me and Jay have talked about this lots of times, is people don't even know when they're doing satanic practices. Exactly. There's a lot of paganistic and satanic Man. practices that have been forced into our day-to-day -day routine that, you know, a lot of people don't even realize. Like, uh, I was telling my, my wonderful girlfriend, you know, mm -hmm. I want to get married, but the act of going through a wedding is paganistic mm -hmm. almost witch-like in nature uh jumping over the broom uh smashing a champagne glass nowhere in the bible does jesus or god require any of, any that, of that for your your uniting with somebody to be to be eternal to be observed by him to be respected by him he says mm -hmm. where two or three are gathered he is in the midst mm -hmm. so really it's just me and her too uh admitting our everlasting undying love to each other and just promising to be faithful you know but now if you were to say that you would be looked at like a heretic like what what do you mean you you have to do this it's the programming you know this programming. this whole yoga with a goat why are we doing yoga with a goat uh <laughs> sorry but if we've all looked at a a, a pentagram it's the image of a goat right, in a circle. So why would we do yoga with a goat? At no point in time have I ever seen anybody doing yoga that felt it necessary to involve a goat. But okay, sure, we'll go with that. You know, we're 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 pushing for abortions more. You know, we're Man. pushing for these kids to uh, transition through their genders and become confused and spiritually disconnected. And it's just. It's crazy to me because when you accept Christ, one of the things you don't really understand is he's going to give you the spirit or the ability of discernment. Exactly. And when you can discern certain things, when you can tell certain things just aren't right, when you can, you know, look to a situation and see God where it was not intended initially, that's called discernment. Mm -hmm. that, that's 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 what the Holy Spirit puts into us so that we may not fall prey to the deception and the you know the tricks of the devil because it, it's very easy it's very easy you know the antichrist is going to pretty much pretend to be christ himself you know he's going to go through the motions yep. and for those false christians out there the new age christians and the wannabes they are going to fall for it you know if you yep. don't have the spirit of discernment you won't be able to see the difference What's crazy is, and I think what a lot of people don't want to touch rev revelations is because it is a lot of doom and gloom. Mm -hmm. It also talks about how in the end days that the water will be tainted. And when you drink it, you will start to be able to see the beasts of the spiritual, or I guess really the veil hmm. will be unlifted to an extent. So that, see, and that's crazy because if you put that to nowadays, that sounds like tainted water. Well, well what are we dealing with? you know, in, in the Midwest, uh, out here in Vegas or yeah, in Vegas, they wanted to, uh, put some type of, I forget some type of like chemical waste yeah. plant or something somewhere over here. Something really and bad. It could have pure, it could have not purified. It could have, <laughs> I wish, uh, it would have poisoned our water system. And you hear about that with the native Americans there, you know, they complain that the, the water in the reservations is bad. You know, it's all this mm -hmm. crap and we're using copper piping and all this stuff. And it's just like these things that were created perfectly on this planet 
And I'm sorry. I wish I could. I wish we had a lot more time. Like, I wish we had two or three hours. We could just go into stuff. But, yeah. you know, it, it, for, for those of you who are, you know, familiar with the Bible, you know, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And he created the earth to be perfect, you know, and, and it's it regulates itself. It takes care of itself. We don't have to do anything. You don't have to type in an administrative code. You don't need wireless connectivity. You don't need cellular connection. You know, you don't you don't need to have paid your rent this month. You don't need to have paid your taxes for last year. You know, God doesn't require you to use fingerprint access or retinal recognition. He, he doesn't require any of that. He gave this, all of this to us for free. He, he put us on this planet for free. And the planet is perfect, but yet man in his ever-growing false wisdom thinks that we can create technology to outperform God, to make God seem less than. And that's never going to happen, guys. It it makes no sense, but it's funny because (laughs) man is not perfect, so therefore we cannot create a perfect thing no matter how hard we try. Nope. People treat AI and technology like it's perfect. It's not. It's flawed. Whatever way, we may not see it because it's built to be better than us. Mm -hmm. So, of course... Anything that's built to be better than you, you're going to deify to some extent because it appears to be perfect. It excels where you do not. However, Mm -hmm. AI, technology, all of it has its shortcomings in one way or another. It constantly needs to be updated and upgraded. There needs to constantly be a human. Some patch. There needs to be a human behind the steering wheel all the time. Even if you make an AI that can learn, the human has to teach it, program it how to learn. So... What I think is funny is, you know, we're now surrounded by technology. We went from being surrounded by the earth and or the garden, which was perfection. Mm -hmm. We got kicked out of the garden, banished to the earth realm, which literally was perfect. We just had to put in a little work. We had to toil the ground, toil the soil. Uh, The woman uh, received labor pains as one of the, you know, drawbacks from the curse. But for all intents and purposes, God did not drop adam and eve on a barren wasteland of shit excuse my friend he didn't just leave them out in the wilderness being preyed on by animals they were fine adam was able to till the soil and farm the land and grow crops they were so taken care of after the fact that they were able to bear and raise children okay so that tells me that they had everything they needed pretty much within arm's reach it just now you had to put in a little extra effort Nowadays, it feels like we're being programmed that nature doesn't have enough to support us, that we are overpopulating the land, that we are uh, siphoning all of the resources from the planet and the planet is now dying and we're destroying the ozone layer and all of this stuff. But that only came about because human intervention and thinking that we could play God. Exactly. And it's crazy to me. Why would you think that you can outdo the maker? Well, that's how it has to go. Like me and Jay have talked about so many times. When you read the Bible, it's like getting a, a walkthrough to like a video game. Mm-hmm. From start to finish, God tells you everything that's going to happen. You know you win. You're going to have to go through some trials and tribulations. You're going to have to sacrifice. Not like like Jay said, not animals, yeah. but there will be some form of sacrifice. That and, and I love the fact that he said God will deal with us individually because there will always be a sacrifice that to you will feel so extreme so insurmountable you're just like i don't know if i can do that but then for somebody else they're like oh yeah i can that's easy like what's wrong with you yeah like a simple example uh of years ago when i learned about the music industry and how wicked it was and and how dem- and devilish it was yeah. 
But I really loved it though. Like my favorite rappers back in the day. I'm 33 years old, so my generation is about like Jay Z and Kanye West, and yeah. I'm trying to think of yeah. artists like that. And I I loved that music. But when when you know I, I picked up my cross. I threw it all away and it wasn't easy, mm-hmm. but it was a sacrifice and I've been able to live a much cleaner life from doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's how God was dealing with me. But what if he's dealing with you and you don't, you've never liked rap, right? Or, or, <laughs> and, and, you know, you've never liked like heavy metal or anything dark and demonic, but you've had an issue. I don't know. In some other area, I can't right. think there's a bunch of other areas where I don't have an issue with. Uh, like alcohol abuse or something. I don't know. I don't. I've never been able to be addicted to alcohol. That's no. never been my problem. But maybe you have that issue and you got to let it go. He deals with us individually. Yes. And man, he, he D brought up some so many wonderful things. Right. I remember talking to a dude years ago about how God made this world perfect, mm-hmm. and he really did. He put the sun exactly where it needs to be, yep. the moon where it needs to be. If it was any closer, we'd burn up. If it was any further away, we'd freeze to death. Mm-hmm. Everything is perfect on this earth. But he brought something up, and he, he was really clever. He was like, then what about uh, autism and stuff like that? And the simple answer is sin. Yes. You see, we have... Five uh, fingers on each hand, two hands, 10 fingers, right? Two eyes. And I can go on and on. Everything was made well thought. Perfect. Perfectly with meticulous and loving detail. Mm -hmm. It wasn't random, guys. Rocks didn't just randomly smash together to create this perfectly designed environment. But when we sinned, when Adam sinned in the garden, it put a curse over this world. And then death entered in. Mm-hmm. And then we ruined a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. I, I don't blame Adam for it. No. Because if it wasn't him, it would have probably been me. Right? <laughs> because if it, and this is the wonderful thing about God. God always had a contingency plan to pull us out of our garbage. Mm-hmm. Whether Adam and Eve lived on this earth for a million years and then screwed up. He would have come and died for us. Right. God had a contingency for us. Mm-hmm. And and so, like, I, I mean, I don't blame Adam for what he did. Again, I, I could have done something a thousand, two thousand, two trillion years later and still screwed us all up. Right. But uh, I just think I thank God that he left his holy habitation. He came down into this dirty world. He got spit on and lied about and killed by his own creation. He yep. shed his blood to cleanse his own creation sins. Mm-hmm. And all you got to do is believe in him, trust yes. in him in that. And you're good. Yes. Are you serious? <laughs> I, I, I love God for these things because like salvation is so simple. You don't have to worship a bunch of different deities. You don't have to stand on your tippy toes and, and, and chant stuff. You know, right. you don't have to freaking do all these crazy things. Like, I don't know. I, I can go on. I, oh, I, I'm yes. just rambling. But, you know, God <laughs> is just like, no, I died for you. I, I was buried. I resurrected after three days. Mm-hmm. My blood was shed and cleanses all your sins. All You're you got to do is believe in me. Do you believe? You're good with me then. You're good. Your name is in my Lamb's Book of Life. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you my Holy Spirit. Now just stick with me until the end and you'll be saved. It's that simple. Yeah. You know, and we, we complicate it too much. And I'm kind of going all over the place, but just bear with me, guys. So I remember when I was younger, because I've always had scripture in my home even though I wasn't saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad had it right years ago. My mom was a little confused in the matter. She thought that I was a good Christian boy because sometimes when we would go to church, I would look so nice in my little suits and have my little Bible. I just looked like a, I looked like a nice Christian boy. Yeah. And my mom was like, oh, he's saved. And my dad, he had it right. He was like, he's not saved. And it confused my mom. And it confuses a lot of people too. A lot of people think that just because you go to church mm-hmm. and you look good or whatever, yeah. that you're saved. No, you're salvation is... Uh, there's a requirement you must mm-hmm. believe and you got to know you just can't randomly be saved most kids can't get saved because they don't really 
have that understanding. It takes a little time to get that understanding. Right. But going to what I'm saying is, when I read Revelation years ago, and I read about how in the last days the world would worship Satan, it just blew my mind. Like, how could that ever happen? Right. Why would you worship the devil? And in Revelation uh, chapter 13, verse, uh, I believe it's verse 4, it says, And they worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. Mm-hmm. And they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And the reason why I rejoice in these last days, which they definitely are, which mm-hmm. I used to disagree with back in the day, but as my eyes are opened and my mm-hmm. ears are open, I can see these are the last days, guys. Because now you got people like Little Nas X and all these artists with these music videos that are 100% satanic, and right. they are completely and utterly sold out for who? The devil. They're yes. not. They're not sold out for Buddha. They're not sold out for Krishna. Right. They're not sold out for anyone. They're nope. sold out for the devil, and they're clear about it. And right. I, I can just see Revelation opening it up right before my eyes. People right. are worshiping the devil, and that just makes me excited about Jesus coming back. That makes me. That makes me excited about the whole Bible. One day this will end, and that's super excited. Yeah. So I just recommend if you reject Jesus. Because how could you? It's hard to accept him when you live in this world of technology right. and and free thinking and all this type of stuff. I ain't yes. mad. I ain't mad at you. I get it. But what I'm saying is, look, you're barely going to be alive for ten, fifty, maybe a hundred years, but you're still a speck of sawdust in the magnitude of eternity. You do realize that, right? Just yes. because you're seventy years old and you've gained some wisdom, it means nothing in the magnitude of in, the infinite existence of everything you, right. you barely exist in the scheme of that right right and so you have your creator god telling you hey i exist hey there's a heaven hey there's also a place called hell hey there's a, a dude called the devil hey i'm against him and he's against you and he wants you dead and sin is really and he's telling you all these things and he's saying hey you can come with me you can be good with me all you got to do is this believe in my son he's telling you all these things and yet you want to reject that it's crazy it's crazy and it it, it it breaks my heart, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, if you if you had a, a, a difficulty believing, I would say sit down and pick up a Bible and read it and, yeah. and not just go by your own perspective. Because, again, you, you're you, you're barely alive. What's 50 years? What's 100 years compared mm-hmm. to infinity? It's nothing. And somebody who's existed forever is telling you these things. It'd be wise not to reject them, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think what a big issue is people want, they want you to have all the answers when you say, oh, I believe in God, you know, without any hesitation. When you say, you know, I'm willing to die for what I believe in, you know, with, mm-hmm. with the utmost conviction, people want to know why. Oh, well, have you seen God? Well, what does he look like? Well, when did you do this? Do you talk to him every, it's like, I'm sorry, but I don't have all the answers. The Bible <laughs> isn't there to give you a detailed dissection of what god was thinking every single second that he was creating the heaven and earth there's no elaboration about why the holy spirit flew over the the face of the deep and and decided to create the sun and make a day and a night cycle there's no explanation as to his (laughs) psychological reasoning for that guys there's no psychological explanation as to why when lucifer decided to rebel against god him and his ever uh, however many few thousand angels decided to rebel and they were cast out. Why didn't God just kill him right there on the spot? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's the point is it's that's where the faith comes in. That's exactly. where the 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 knowledge and understanding of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ comes in. The Bible is a guidebook. There is with the Bible. There is no way that a human 
can be perfect or live a perfect life by following the Bible. It's not built like that. Nope. It's built to tell you about who created you, who saved you, and where you can, not will, but where you can end up when your days are done. Because all of our days are numbered. From the day you were born, you mm-hmm. live to die. But we've been programmed to be afraid of death. And I think that's what pushes people away from believing in God or believing in an afterlife, believing that there's something beyond. They're like, well, then why do we have to die? Well, why doesn't God just stop death? You know, this, this, and that. Because and, death is built into nature. And he is going to stop death. When the it's, time is right. When the time is right. The thing is, a lot of people complain, like, how could a good and loving God let people be raped and people be murdered in all kinds of ways and stuff like that. And it's that the answer is God is patience. He has long suffering, but his day of patience is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. His time of wrath will come and he will right all these wrongs, yes. but he's giving sinners time to repent and be saved. Yes. He's giving those murderers time to come to Jesus. He's giving those rapists times to, uh, to come to Jesus. And that's the wonderful thing about God. He's not some hateful God. You can murder a person and still be forgiven and still make it to heaven. But you can have a good life and donate to a huge charity and just be loved by the world, but reject Jesus and you will go to hell mm-hmm. and you'll never escape because that's God's requirement is believe in his faith in his son. And I love God for that, to be honest with you, because it's simple. I don't have to be a good person. You don't have to clean up your life to be acceptable to God. All you got to do is believe in his son. Mm-hmm. But if you're an unbeliever listening to this and this bothers you, the Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Amen. And so like everything that we're saying might not be enough for you. That's why I just encourage you, encourage you to do the research yes, for yourself please. and and don't be a foolish and just like have these little assumptions about things based off of your little bit of intelligence, even though you might have a massive IQ, it's still nothing compared to God. Like do your research and mm-hmm. find out the truth. You know, I, I don't want to go all over the place, but faith isn't blind. Right. Like you just aren't told certain things and you go, OK, I believe. No, you've got to know. Right. And you might not have some kind of crazy spiritual experience. But I love what Jesus told Thomas, because um, when Jesus resurrected from the grave, he came, he went to heaven and then he came back and hung out for about 40 years. Um, not, not 40 years. Wow. <laughs> like about 40 days. I'm sorry, guys. He hung out for about 40 days. And um, a, a guy named Thomas just had a hard time believing that it was, it was him. So when Jesus first came, when he came back, um, Thomas was like, I won't believe it until I see him. And so <laughs> Jesus finally he came back and showed Thomas. He showed, showed Thomas the holes in his hands, his piercing and everything. And uh, then Thomas believed. And Jesus told him, he was like, you you seen me. So you believe. But blessed are those who haven't seen me and believed. Mm-hmm. Jesus said that, and that should tell you something. It's like you you might not you're not gonna see him in this day and age. Right. But you can still believe in him. And if you do, you're blessed. Right. Um but yeah, guys, do do your research. Because there really is only one way. I I told you earlier that I had a hard time believing in all these things because of the fact of all these other religions. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I I thought that there was no difference between a Christian and a Catholic. Right. A Catholic. And there's a huge difference. And I remember when I um, I would tell people about Jesus and they were like, well, God is a mean God. He would have people killed back in the day. What about the Crusaders? Guys, that was the Catholic Church. It wasn't yeah. the Christian Church. In fact, the Catholics were even killing Christians. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
in the Crusades. It wasn't. Yeah. The, it wasn't the Christian Church. And when you start doing your research, it's crazy. When you compare Jesus Christ, the real true Jesus Christ, to all these other false religions, right. he, the real Jesus Christ just stands stronger and stronger. He shines mm-hmm. brighter and brighter and brighter. Mm-hmm. And um, there is only one way. And I'm led to talk about this because it was my hurdle when I, I had a hard time when uh, talking to a Jehovah's Witness or a Mormon because they're really nice people. Yeah. Honestly, like. Catholics and Mormons are some of the nicest people I've ever ever met. They're right. more nicer than than Christians, <laughs> but but they're not good enough. They yeah. won't make it to heaven because they they have not gone through that narrow gate, which is Jesus Christ. Not Mary. Not Paul. Not a Mass. Not right. a Eucharist. Right. Not 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 images, but mm-hmm. Jesus Christ alone. Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, they've got the wrong gospel. They believe that Jesus was the brother of Satan, and uh, that's not true. Uh, Jesus is God, and he created everything. So right. they've got the wrong gospel. And I can go down the path to all these religions, and and, I, and I, I'm just happy to say that, no, there's only one in true way, and that's through Jesus Christ. And that can be found in the Bible. I recommend the King James Bible if you do want to study, because yes. a lot of other Bibles have the, the scripture twisted. Or go but to the original text. Go to the Hebrew. Go to the Hebrew if you, you can. I mean? if, if you, I'm a little lazy, so I just go to the King James hey, Version. <laughs> as long as you get the word. As long as you get the word. But, but that's, what, yeah. and that's the thing. You know, we... <laughs> Me and Jay aren't going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, you know, if you're not a strong follower of Christianity, I can't talk to you. I won't associate with you. This is that. No. Now, if you claim to be a Satanist, I might look at you sideways yeah. for a second. <laughs> but you're still a human being at the yeah. end of the day. And you I'm need, going... Just like me, you need salvation, too. Right. We all need salvation. I'll talk to you. You know what I mean? We can have a positive conversation even if we disagree on our our beliefs in 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 divine entities if you want to call it yeah and and that's that's the biggest reason i wanted to make this particular session is there's there's this big excuse me there's this big misconception or at least growing misconception of christians and 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 i think black christians especially because man i grew up much like jay you know every sunday it was put on they call it your sunday's best your sunday's (sighs) finest you know granddaddy would shave in the morning and he would put on her makeup she had her she had the hat she was the hat lady. The hat lady. You know, one of the hat ladies <laughs> that set up in the front front rows. And she always had these immaculate, beautiful hats and beautiful dresses. And she was mm-hmm. always dressed to the T. Grandfather was the same way. So, of course, me and my brother, I got my little suit and tie and blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> and with our family, which thinking about it now sounds terrible to say, but our our social status in the ghetto with because of our family name, our lineage, you know, it was almost like that you represent the family. So, you know, don't step out of line. Don't act up. Don't question this. Don't do that. You represent the family. You represent the, I'm like, oh my goodness. So, you know, like Jay, <laughs> I would question. I'm like, I'm like, God, if, if Adam and Eve messed up, why wouldn't you just be like, reset? Why wouldn't you hit the reset button? Like, what makes you think I want to live down here in this terrible hellscape Man. because of two people messing up? And, and it, <laughs> you know, one day it was funny. God just hit me over the head. He said, if you don't have the answer, what? Are you going to stop believing in me? And I had to sit there and think. And I was oh, just like, I love that. Wow. Am I going to stop believing in him because I don't have all the answers? I'm a very methodical person. I'm a very logical person. Man. If it doesn't make sense, I can't do it. And I'm about to contradict that because I believe in God. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in this intangible being that I cannot explain to you, but I just know, I just, I just feel it. I just, you know, it, like Jay said, there's all these religions out there, but when I heard the name God, it just made sense. 
I've been baptized uh, since I was four years old. Mm-hmm. Under the water, hold your nose, come up. Everybody's clapping. Woo! You know, start singing and stuff. I grew up in church my whole life. My mom was uh, the church pianist. Uh, she was the youth church leader for a while. And then uh, she was the choir leader because she played piano. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was a part of the youth choir growing up. So church was my life. And especially when we weren't going to our church uh, with me, my mom, and my brother, we were going with my grandfather to his church. And so to me, being Christian, it didn't click that being Christian meant something so much deeper than just a title. Because I, I, for the longest time, I thought religion was just a title. It's okay. You're Catholic. You're Jewish. I'm Christian. He's Buddhist. She's this. He's that. They're this. It's just like, okay, you are what you are. Cool. And I fell for the deception of as long as you're a good person and you do good things, you're going to go to heaven. Yeah. You know, I That's fell for that because deception. it made sense. It makes sense. You know, it, it makes total sense. The way sense, they spin it right? and they make it sound, you're just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, karma. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah. I, can, I can do something good. Right. I don't step on a buck. <laughs> cool. I'm, I'm going to give this homeless dude $5. You know. I'm going to heaven. You know. Yeah. Oh, That's man. not how it works, bro. Not, a, not at all. You know what I mean? But it's when you embrace it and you live it and you see it, you have... The, the eyes to see, the ears to hear, and the mouth to speak. When you live it and, and God talks to you and he communicates with you and he you know comes down and sits with you and he enters into your temple and, and you know he when he wants to be in your presence, it's not about what you want. You know, that was the biggest realization for me with Christianity. It's, it's not about what you want. Nope. Yes, we serve a God mm-hmm. that is all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent, everywhere all the time. But that doesn't mean... He's your genie in a bottle, like Jay said. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean he's your your dog and you whistle for him and he does a trick and then right. he goes away. Right. That's not how it works. Everything in God's time, that's why it says, thy will be done. Mm-hmm. You it's know what I mean? It's his will. It's his will. Yeah. It's, it, it involves you. You may be a key player at that particular moment in time. However, okay, what about when, what about when the baton passes? What about when you're no longer the one? Because Are that you day, stop believing? That day comes for all of us. One day we won't. We'll no longer be the one. And I, I kind of want to approach. I want to talk about like reincarnation and really yeah. like kind of dive into that a little bit, right? Because some might think, well, if I do good now, then I can have a better existence when I come back. And just just think about that. that like, sense. okay, so let's say that is true. But like, what if you come back the next time around and you're born into a rich family and you're really beautiful, but you're blind. So you can't enjoy the beauty of what God created or mm-hmm. you spin it around again and you come back and everything's working, but then you lose your hearing or something yeah, or, or whatever. I mean, eventually you're going to die and like, you have to keep going through that cycle. You really want to go down, down that path. You want to keep going down like wars and rumors of wars right and viruses and lockdowns and nonsense over and over again but and god is telling you you know i've got a place called heaven and in heaven i have a mansion for you oh and in heaven there's dust doesn't even exist so everything you have you won't even have to clean Mm -hmm. oh and robbers don't exist so no one's going to break into your home it's made of gold Road, you can walk on gold out here um you you'll you'll never have to worry another day in your life and hunger and you'll live forever. Mm-hmm. You will no longer die. Why would you reject that? Why would you opt for the other one? Reincarnation to come back as a tree or a frog or a pig or a dog. Why? 
when you can live with God forever in, in a wonderful place mm-hmm. of peace and, and, and no chaos, no one lying to you. Right. You won't have to look over your shoulder. Heaven right. is awesome when you think about it. This place. It almost like it sucks. reinforces your attachment to the physical realm, waiting to be reincarnated as exactly. something you want to be. And it almost makes it sound like it's a point system. Well, how much <laughs> karma how do is. I need to come back as, as a bald eagle? Exactly. How much karma do I need to come back as Elvis Presley? You know what I mean? It's a point system. And it's right. like, you make it sound like God is an unlockable achievement in an Xbox game. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you now believe in God. 10,000 points. You know, Good job. Like, it's no. Not, it's not like that. There, it's not like that. You just have to... Believing is believing is different. There's 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 an existential understanding. Me and Jay had a conversation a few years ago <laughs> where we said our it felt like our minds had expanded too far yeah. because we were thinking so deep that when we came back down to reality, it was just like, why do I want to live, dude? Sometimes, boring. <laughs> sometimes when I'm, when I'm like driving somewhere, my mind will do that expansion thing, <laughs> and I'll freak out because it's too much. It's too much. Like, like when I think about how God has existed forever, that's that scares me for some reason. It's a lot. That freaks me out. It's and a then lot. I start thinking about just everything. I, I have to kind of ground myself, I guess. Right. I think a big problem we have is pride too. Yes. I mean, like from the the moment you can understand words, you're told to be pr- a proud American. Yes. And to, to work hard for the things that, and, 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 and be proud of the things you own. Or and even stuff your like race. That. Uh, be proud to be black and, and black lives matter and all this crazy yeah. stuff and, mm-hmm. and throwing up the fist and just being proud, proud, proud. And in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18, it says pride goeth before destruction mm-hmm. and a haughty spirit before a fall. The Bible tells us that God resists the proud, mm-hmm. but he gives grace to the humble. And a lot of people who can't believe in God is because they're not humble. And because you have to be humble yes. to like submit your, your whole existence yes. to someone else, right? Yes. To let go of your power to achieve and to earn your everything, even your eternal life. You To let that go and to put it in the hands of another man, which is Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. requires humility. Right. And it's the only way to be saved. You have to be humble. And so I just wanted to give that to you to think about is like God hates pride. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, at my job, we have these um, these annual like reviews. I'm pretty sure most jobs have these yeah. things. And uh, <laughs> last year's it, it was funny because it, it, it was uh, it said, what are what achievements are you most proud of uh, yes. for this year? And, <laughs> and and I and I literally wrote, I'm proud of nothing. I'm thankful for everything. I want people to think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I'm doing pretty decent in life now. It's been a hard going. Yeah. I've yeah. gone through a lot of financial turmoil, mm-hmm. a lot of stress, living through hell on this earth and, and just for, by being an idiot mm-hmm. and <laughs> just making poor decisions. But mm-hmm. God was patient with me and uh, he's, he's changed my life in a really good way. And, and now things are good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've achieved some things by the grace of God. Right. But I'm not proud of anything. I'm thankful for everything. Right. I've got a beautiful house. I'm not proud of that. I'm thankful that God gave me the intelligence mm-hmm. to make a living to, 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 to buy it. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I whatever whatever good that he gives you. Right. Don't you got to look at it like this. It came from him. Right. Like. You did not create yourself. Right. He he created you and he gave you 
uh, a certain IQ level, um, a certain physical build, right. um, a certain look about you, a certain way to talk. He gave you all these things, right? And so whatever is, is happening that's good in your life that allows you to, to achieve everything, it shouldn't be a pride point. It shouldn't be a point of thankfulness because he could have allowed you to be born blind or or uh, like an invalid mentally. Yes. Or he could have he could have allowed those things, but he allowed you to, to come out uh, quote unquote perfect. Right. And so again, pride is a, is a huge thing that will make God forever resist you. Mm-hmm. He resists the proud. Mm-hmm. He gives grace to the humble. Yeah. You got to be strong. You know what I mean? And we're recording this on a Sunday and it was really important for me to do this because like I said, it's a mindset. You know, I was programmed Sundays. You go to church, but it's a day of rest. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> That's our thing, I didn't get yeah. to play video games on Sundays. We didn't have computers back then, or at mm-hmm. least not the internet when I was growing up. So it was no TV, no video games, you know, whatever you were doing, if it wasn't for God or towards God, you're not doing anything. We're just going to chill mm-hmm. and, and hang out as a family. You can go play with your toys. And it was funny because in my mind, when I look back on that now, it's almost like my family was like, okay, it's Sunday. We're cutting Satan out of everything out of our day. And it's only God. Like when you really break it down, because mm-hmm. as much as we enjoy the the comforts of life that we experience, you know, we have knowledge at our fingertips. You know, we don't have to really think about anything. You can look up how you're supposed to feel, how how fat you're supposed to be, how skinny <laughs> you're supposed to be. You know, you can look up how much hair you can have, how, how much hair you're supposed to have. If you're balding, <laughs> they've made something for that. If your leg hurts, they've made something for that. If your back hurts, they've made... It's all these, you know, comforts in life to where you really don't have to put in the effort if you don't want to. So it's almost mm-hmm. like having faith now is equally, I won't say more, it's equally as difficult as it was back then. Thank you very... Oh, man. You know, it's it's, it's just... it's. It's nuts. And oh. like I said, guys, I'm going to try and keep this short. I know we're running <laughs> long. But when you when you get two people who are spiritually inclined like me and Jay, when you put us in a room and you just you you just get a little eyedropper full of God, and you just <laughs> it's going to cause this massive <laughs> just wave of spirituality between us. You know, me and me and Jay, we met under weird circumstances. Yeah. We uh, under normal circumstances, me and Jay probably would have never crossed paths. Seriously. Not because we don't bond like that. Me and him think a, a lot alike. Yeah. He's, he's practically my twin. <laughs> but with our upbringings and our lifestyles, we would have never our paths would have never intersected. No. Jay stayed at home a lot. Okay. Yeah. I was kind of a homebody, but I was trying to be more outgoing. And so, you know, we met at a call center. Yeah. <laughs> and what's crazy, the reason I tell Jay, I'm like, dude, you don't understand how significant it is to me that we met at this call center. Y'all, <laughs> I'm going to give y'all a backstory. So really quick, I know I'm going to wrap this up soon. But me getting a job at this call center, training was 16 weeks. At that time, me and my Man. ex had just moved out into our apartment. I was like, I don't know. 1920, I think times were tough. So I was working security full time and then going training to this call center after I would get off work at 6 a.m. I worked 10 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. And then I would go training for eight hours at the call center. Training was 16 weeks, y'all. So I was falling asleep in (laughs) training, y'all. I was dead asleep, like snoring like a rhinoceros. I had, I don't know if a lot of you know what it is, but I had a big old Bubba jug. And every time I got there, I would just fill it full of coffee. Fill it full of coffee. Tons of sugar. And I would be wired for five minutes. And then, <laughs> okay, it got so bad because I was working for a temp agency at the time. It got so bad. The trainer was like, yo, I think you need to go ahead and just quit. 
And I was like, no, bro, I can do this. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, no, dude, give me a chance. Give me a chance. So long story short, I made it through training, got on the floor. Jay had already been there a while. What a feat. I sat across from him. We were across the aisle from each other. And I don't, I literally don't know what, in, what established our first initial engagement. It might have been one of the girls there. I'm going to call her Rowie. Um, <laughs> yeah, Rowie. Rowie. Yeah, we'll say Rowie. I love you, Rowie. Yeah. I just, yeah. Oh, you're awesome. Oh, Rowie. you're still alive. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. There's so much there. I, I can't. There's tell so you. much. There's oh, so much oh, there. Okay, let's pause for a second. One day I was thinking, I wonder if Rowie's alive. Okay, back to the schedule program. Oh, no. <laughs> So, <laughs> I don't know how, but me and me and Jay had our interaction, and from there we had a, a budding work friendship. Okay, so I just look forward to seeing when I went to work. Jay, likewise, I, I will catch myself. You know, it was just something fine, I looked forward to, and we had our group of people: uh, Sean, yeah, Princess, yeah. <sighs> okay, yeah, we're just gonna skip past that that joint. But yeah. we had a we had a weird group of people. Where we worked was just a weird group of people, y'all. It was oh. just a weird effing group of people. The craziest time. So I, somehow me and Jay just hit it off on some type of bonding experience. So I went over to his place. He lived down the street from the call center. Yep. And we would bond over Halo, McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We get McDonald's and and you know, we yeah. would just let our minds wander off into the ether. You know, and you know, Sure. Yeah, there was 420. Yes. There, lots of lots of marijuana. There was 420 involved, okay? A whole lot of Y'all it. know me. I smoke. Heaps and heaps of it. Jay smoked more than me. Okay? Yeah, I was the King Chiba. But we were broke. <laughs> yeah, that's where all the money went. We were eating McDonald's yeah. and smoking blunts. Out of our minds. Playing Halo. Insane. But for some reason, <laughs> this was the most perfect therapy that we needed after work. Yeah. Jay would be furious. We Okay, look. After we would leave work, because we had two different shifts. After we would leave work, you felt one of two ways. Depressed or pissed off. There was <laughs> there no was, happy. That, that was it. You didn't leave those, happy. Those two emotions. You were depressed or pissed off. Persistent. So as soon as we would get off, Jay's like, hey, you want to come over and smoke? I was like, <laughs> yes, I need to come over and smoke. And he had this, he had this, he had his little his, uh, uh, studio. Yep. And Jay made it work, yo. Every time I came over... This dude had munchies. Like, he would give me a bag of chips. <laughs> He'd give me a bag of chips, some water, and we'd just sit there and munch for a minute. And he'd be like, you don't go to Mickey D's? He'd be like, you don't go to Mickey D's? <laughs> that, that got us That's through fun. some of the darkest days yeah. of life. Because there were times I just, I could, I woke up some days crying because yeah. I did not want to go to that place. Dude, uh, God, uh, the the level of anxiety was tangible like and call centers in general for me are stressful but there was something about that place in particular that was just a different level of anxiety and stress yes it was was terrible it was terrible so we made it through but then after we got we dealt with the work issues because jay i always look at him i hold him in a high regard because jay will quit a job he will quit a job in a heartbeat oh yeah he will just walk like there were days he was like after he quit the call center and we hung out. He was like, bro, I quit my job today. I was like, that job you just applied for and interviewed, like, 
two days ago. He's like, yeah, I just left. I was like, what do you mean left? He's like, I got my stuff. The lady was talking. I just picked up my things and walked out. And I was like, oh, they didn't. He's like, they wanted to know why, but I just told him I couldn't and I left. I was like, I can't do that, Jay. I can't. I can't. He's like, he's like, no, it's okay. Well, what's funny is without knowing, Jay was walking in faith. Yeah. Because he got job after job after job. And I mean, these were not nine dollars ten dollars these were 14 15 16 damn near 20 dollar an hour jobs he could just walk it away was, from it was nice at the time at the, in those times you know yeah. it, it was just nut. it blew my mind because i'm like how do you have the balls my dude but that that's our individual characters where i will sit he will get up and walk where i will get up and walk he will sit yeah. because you yeah. know we have our our difference of opinion but we always find a way to either find common ground or it's just like, okay, well, moving on. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Life ain't going to end. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. <laughs> I, I, Jay, thank you so much, bro, for letting me interview you. This is one of my first interviews and <laughs> no pressure, as he said at the beginning. <laughs> you know, this it, he didn't know what he was going to talk about. I didn't know what I was going to talk about. But he texted me. We were already going to hang out. And I was like, look, you're full of God. You're full of the word. You're full of the Holy Spirit. And... Right now, going through COVID with depression skyrocketing, teen and adult suicide skyrocketing, Man. people leaving the faith left and right. You know, you see it on TV with like Hilltop and all those, you know, it, it God is slowly in. Well, no, I won't even say slowly. They've just upped the ante. They don't give a shit no more. They'll just just kick them straight out of the situation. It feels like, for me, I felt like I needed to give Jay a voice to, you know, if this even brings one soul to Christ, you know what I mean? If this even helps one person reestablish their connection to the all-knowing, the almighty, you know what I mean? Then my job was done. I, I did my job. That'd be amazing. I have, uh, you know, I was blessed. <clears throat> me and Lynn, Lynn blessed me with his dream. God blessed us with giving us this platform. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to have it, then I'm going to let y'all know I'm thankful and I need to do that by spreading his word. No, I'm not going to come on here reading the Bible cover to cover. Like we said, do that in your own time because everybody's journey is different. I haven't even read the Bible cover to cover yet. I'm still in my own journey. I understand. However, I will tell you that faith is real. If you've never seen a Bible a day in your life, but you believe in God, where do you think that comes from? You don't even know what to call him. You don't even know what it is. You just have this feeling in your spirit. Bible says that he wrote our lo his laws on the tablets of our hearts. So it, it takes a lot for you to reject him because he wrote himself on your heart. Right. It's in your DNA. It's in your DNA. You know, yes. I'm hoping no. I can bring Jay back on because we've we've had some really deep conversations about like, you know, technology and blurring the lines of DNA and creating yeah. hybrids and abominations and stuff. So, yeah, this is some intriguing stuff. And like I told him, and I'm going to tell you guys, we're just two normal dudes. You know, we're not we're, we're not rich. We don't have PhDs. We don't have doctorates. We're just two normal dudes that happen to have a really good understanding of life and what it means to walk a spiritual path. We're not perfect. I'm not going to pretend to be perfect. I am flawed as he is flawed. We are all born into this world of sin. So if nothing else, let that be your common ground, your general talking point for anybody who may give you any type of resistance or pushback. We're wanting to express your faith you know we're all covered in sin mm -hmm. you're not perfect and neither am i so no one is you know let's just let's open our ears and shut our mouths for for a minute you know <laughs> but thank you all for tuning in if you made it to the end please 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 check out project airwaves we're on youtube we are on anchor we're on spotify we're on apple music we're on so many different platforms 
We have our website going, projectairwaves.com. If you want, check us out at Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Project Airwaves. <laughs> we have Facebook, we have Instagram, and we have Twitter where you can see all of our postings. And, you know, we just, we just, we, we, sometimes we do current events, sometimes we don't. But, you know, this is me and Jay. This is D. You know, maybe, maybe we're just overthinking it. But that's how it goes. Hey. Signing out, Project <laughs> Airwaves. Take it easy, everybody. God bless.